Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues here on the American Family Radio Network. Today's Issues, the name of the program you're listening to. Tim Wildman, as uh, the announcer just told you, that's my name. Ed Vitagliano's in studio with me. Good morning, Tim. Welcome back. I'm back. Were you on Monday? I was not. No, you were out. Yes. Yeah, you were out. You were out of the office. Fred Jackson, good morning, Fred. Yes, I was here. You were here. <laughs> it's been such a long time ago, like two days. <laughs> but this uh, time of year, with it being as busy as it as I know, it is, you just... Things sort of blur. Yeah, they do. And uh, Okay, folks, thanks for joining us. If you want to uh, watch the show on what Ed calls that there internet, just go to Facebook or YouTube, Facebook or YouTube, and type in Today's Issues, and you can join the live video stream. Watch the show here uh, and listen as well, obviously, in our studios in Tupelo, Mississippi, the headquarters for American Family Radio. We're a national ministry, but... Our home offices, home studios are here. And then uh, also, if you want to uh, send us an email, comments at AFR.net is the address, comments at AFR.net. I had a question, fellas, before we dive into the news of the day. That's been, uh, I don't know, it's been on my mind for like an hour and 12 minutes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So yeah. precise. I, uh, I'm trying to drop a few. I need to drop 10 pounds i'm talking about i'd like to drop yeah well i started out needing 12 and i don't want to get too personal here but (laughs) my 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 goal was to go from 202 to 190 because i don't want to i don't i want to go up a pants size right you know what i'm saying that's you don't want to cross that line no no i've been in 36s for a long time and i have no desire to go 38 it stops right there okay yeah now here's the deal to borrow from jj who borrows from his alter ego yes <laughs> on fridays uh little little coke trying a little low carb thing which yeah. has worked pretty successfully uh fella our, our guest speaker this morning he comes to the office loaded down with donuts yes mm. did you notice that yes blueberry donuts warm donuts they, they were still fresh from the bakery mm. uh, or the donut shop lays them all out there on you have to, I have to walk by them. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I know it. To come to devotions. Well, you do too. You, then yes. you're going through the same human temptation That's I right. am. I don't know, Fred, do you even, do you even, was, was, are was you, are you t- no, you're not even tempted. You just take one and eat it. That, don't, that's right. Yeah. Guilt free. <laughs> Absolutely. So, okay. so I guess here's my question. My bottom, my question. I've been philosophizing, philosophizing. Sure. <laughs> Uh, philosophical, you know, those kind of things, yeah. deep, deep thought about this for about, a, about an hour and 12 minutes. Now 13, if it's called a blueberry donut, can I split the difference there? Can I say it's half fruit? You, you, that's my question. It, Cause I need to know whether it's, it's half healthy. So, so that I don't, you know what I'm saying? I uh, think, I, yeah, I do. I, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, be in denial here right. that what I've eaten is just a big fat donut that's gonna, you know, gonna bust pack my on, yeah, pack on the bu- bounds. bust my morning uh, diet source. So, so I, I asked the Ed 
Yes. <laughs> what do you say about my contention that, that in my mind, I'm thinking this is half fruit? Yeah. Because it's called a blueberry what? Donut. Donut. Two words, 50-50 on letters. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I, here's what I would say is, yes, you are deluded. Because diluted, diluted. I'm gonna if you think that, that that's that that's healthy. Because here's the here's the thing. Yes, you are getting blueberries, rich in and antioxidants. Thank you. It's fruit. Thank you. But the delivery oh, yeah. system uh. by which you're getting it. Okay. <laughs> so I try to tell my wife, I would like some tomatoes. Yes. And the delivery system <laughs> is going to be a cheese pizza. <laughs> you see where I'm going with this, Tim? I do. Yeah. I the do. delivery system is very I, important. I got you. I got you. So I'm glad you've thought through this, too. Oh, yeah. Well, so you want the tomatoes. Yes. Which is a vegetable. That's right. But you want, them, you, want them, you want them delivered inside the pizza. <laughs> yes, that's right. Gotcha. All right. So my wife would say if you want tomatoes, yeah. there's a better way yeah. to... <laughs> Eat, there, eat there, them. There's this. There's this uh, uh, ch- uh, sausage and egg biscuit. That's right. That, that's that that has that wasn't there two months ago. On my way to work. Yes. And they put a sign out now, so I have to. It's right in front of your face when yeah. you stop. Sausage and egg. so I stopped one day to get one of those things. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. <laughs> no. Absolutely. Divine. Yeah, I'm talking about will make you cry tears of joy because yeah. your taste buds have experienced a near heavenly experience. Yeah. So now it's there. Now I know it's there. And every and you day. know and you know what it. it I try not like. to look. Yeah. I try not to look, and I and I don't I don't want to stop because I mean you're talking 500 calories right, right there, but I mean <laughs> anyway I get the Some Bible talks about it. human temptations. And, yes. And I'm just telling you. Whoever put that sign out there in front yep. of that store, it said sausage and egg biscuit here. Um, that was the devil. <laughs> <laughs> they were inspired by the devil. And you're talking two horns and a tail. You tasted one. I, br- I told you about oh, it. Oh, yes. No. I told you about it, and I brought one to you to yes. work so you could, you know, centers like to have partners, right? <laughs> Drinking buddies. Misery Sausage and egg buddies. Company. Okay. Yeah. No. So it, it, it was it exquisite. Was. Was it exquisite? Yeah, exquisite. See there, yep. exquisite. Uh, so, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for joining us. <laughs> we, yes. we do have Russia about to invade the Ukraine <laughs> to talk about, but I just thought folks would. Uh, there are a lot of people who are identifying with me, right? Absolutely, now, with us. Yes, with us right now. I like, especially the, during the holiday season. I like right? the everything in moderation. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. That's so one that's donut. Right. You took one, and I did two. I laid off two. I actually like. Remember, Ray Pritchard told you told us about his diet back a few months ago. Yes, intermittent fasting. Yeah, you eat anything you want from eleven in the morning till eight in the evening, but you can't eat yeah. outside of there. Anything you want. Right. Yeah, I tried that, but uh, <laughs> it didn't last long. <laughs> what about you? You still going on that thing? No. No, no, no. Oh, you liked it, but not enough to do it. <laughs> I, I thought it was <laughs> interesting. Stay on you it. thought it was an interesting and intellectual I, concept. Pat on the back to Ray. <laughs> well, I, I told Ray, because I saw him yesterday. He's on our yeah, uh, yeah. AFA board, and yeah. he was at our, we had a, our board meeting yesterday. I told him, I said, I, I tried that intermittent fasting as, as a diet. Now, as yeah. a spiritual pursuit, I'm sure God gives you grace to do it much. But yeah. I told him, I said, the problem with not eating, like, 
you know, for a certain length of time is when I then have permission to eat. <laughs> Chow down. Uh, yes. All restraint was off. <laughs> well, how I, I de- even it off. How I've dealt with that sausage and egg biscuit temptation every morning with that sign this out there. This is really burdening you. Well, I, no, I've, I've decided I either, either I'm going to leave in just enough time to get to work. Uh, therefore, I don't have time to stop and sin. Yes. You sort of say I'm saying? Right. So it's a... Uh, uh, you have to you have to do a workaround there. All right, uh, Fred. Yes. Good morning, my friend. Good morning. What's going on? Joe Biden's uh, vaccine mandate has taken another judicial torpedo. I've been thinking about that. That's good. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. So what happened yesterday, this has to do, the mandates affect different groups. And the decision yesterday uh, U.S. District Judge uh, R. Stan Baker of Augusta, Georgia. This had to do with people, companies that contract with the federal government. All right, so the government wants to purchase, I don't know, paper, sure, ta- yeah. paper towels. And there are millions of people that fall into that category. Exactly. They, they work for companies that contract with the federal government. Yes. Yesterday's decision, uh, this uh, district judge, Baker, basically said what the other judges in the other decisions, and it's all becoming very consistent, is that uh, what Joe Biden is attempting to do with these mandates, forcing companies, forcing groups of people to take the vaccine or be fired, or, or you can't do a contract, in this case, with the government. It's unconstitutional. Listen to what the judge said. The court acknowledges the tragic toll that the COVID-19 pandemic has wrought throughout the nation and the globe. However, even in times of crises, this court must preserve the rule of law and ensure that all branches of government act within the bounds of their constitutionally granted authorities. Now, that's basically a carbon copy of what the courts, the other courts that have ruled on the mandate, Other judges, district judges across the country, they basically have all said this vaccine mandate that Joe Biden is trying to push out there is unconstitutional. He does not have the constitutional authority to be forcing companies, entities, workers to do this. You know, I I like these decisions, and I hope that if this does go relatively quickly, I hope, to the Supreme Court, that they rule likewise because the wording that this judge used, rule of law, is very important. The founders of our uh, federalist uh, uh, system, Mm -hmm. our Republican system of government, understood that power concentrated is dangerous power, which is why they they divided up the power, federal, state, local, Three branches, uh, two branches of uh, three branches of government, a bicameral legislature. They divided up the power mm-hmm. and inserted checks and balances because they did not want concentrated power. And what the Biden administration has done is grab for power that it does not have. This is a good ruling. And for all those out there who go, listen, I think we should have mandates. Well, fine. Then you convince your state legislature to institute mandates or you decide to con- try to convince your your fellow citizens that we should give that power to the president, mm. uh, that's the way our system is supposed to work. You have to convince people, then they vote, 
and that's the way the system is supposed to work. We have not uh, – conservatives have bemoaned the uh, concentration of power in the Supreme Court over the last century. Now liberals and progressives, quote-unquote, are bemoaning it because now there's a conservative court. Yeah. The power, the majority of power is supposed to be legislative in this country. Mm-hmm. That's why the first article in the Constitution and most of the instructions, most of the principles of our Constitution, mm. uh, Article 1 is the largest. Uh, the executive and the courts are not supposed to be running this country. Mm-hmm. The voting public is with our legislative representatives. Well, someone who agrees with you is Matt Staver, who is founder and chairman of Liberty Council. This is what he had to say. This is now the fifth court that have struck down these Biden vaccine mandates, if you will. They're unlawful. And all of the federal courts, including the Court of Appeals that has already addressed this, is clearly saying that these are unlawful acts by Joe Biden. They're beyond his constitutional authority. And they're massively expansive by literally imposing the federal government into the very small fabric areas around our country that otherwise are relegated to the states and the private workers. You know what? I I was talking to Allison, my wife, last night, and I said, you know what? I don't – the Biden ship um, has been taking on water Uh for eight months now. I mean, and I, you know, you reach a tipping point. I, uh, if that's the correct, where you just can't bail fast enough. If you're, if you're even trying to bail, B A I L. And uh, if he wanted to create some goodwill immediately from the American public, in my view, or to try to reverse reverse course here, <clears throat> he would say, you know what, I'm dropping the mandates. I'm just scrapping that idea. Uh, I've been rejected by the courts five times now. I'm creating division in families. I'm causing people to lose their jobs because they won't get an experimental shot in their arm. Uh, this is uh, I'm, I'm going to lose at the Supreme Court, which is going to be even more humiliating if it goes there. Th- maybe he doesn't say all that out loud. I don't know if he can string together that much, quite <laughs> frankly. Right. Huh? Yeah. And Jen Psaki, uh Maybe, maybe could, but I, I'm, I'm just saying this is a loser. Okay. This whole idea, even people who are getting the COVID shots or mandate or, or vaccines, uh, the majority of them, I don't think are for forcing their fellow Americans to do the same, or they can't provide uh, food for their family because they can't keep their employment. So. I think that's what this judge did in Georgia, this federal judge yesterday. He said this is a causing pain and misery uh, potentially for millions of people across the country, and it's flat out unconstitutional. Yep. And and so uh, I'm 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 saying no to it. I'm putting a national uh, what do you call it injunction. Yep. Now, so uh, also about this. So I, I think I think Biden would do well just to drop this whole thing. Secondly, the practicality of it uh, is that these the forced vaccines that he wants to force on people that he announced in August was it mm-hmm. that that must be complied by December. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Which now he's moved to January. That's not an emergency. No. Right. That that is that those dates and actions belie a national emergency. So it's not. It's you don't give four months for people to stop COVID. Okay. So it's not a national emergency. And thirdly, thirdly is I've forgotten my third point. <laughs> and so I think that. the first two points. They were good enough. They were good enough to hold the argument. So so I think he should drop it. He won't. But I think he should drop it rather than suffering another humiliating uh, defeat at a, the I've Supreme Court. I've got a third Court. point for you. Bring it. The, the vaccine that he mandated is now two variants behind. That was my third point. Thank you, Ed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great donuts think alike. That's right. It's two. No, you're right. See, two variants that, behind. That fit into my, my the practical right. application here it is not uh, worth going through with any longer for the very reason you mentioned. We've already gone through the Delta variant, and now we're staring in the face, apparently, right. of the Omicron or Omicron, whatever okay. people want to call Wh- it. Which is uh, showing to be a, a, like a bad coal for a lot of people who yeah. do get it. But nonetheless... It's not the, the the original vaccine from last spring, spring of 2021, is not applicable anymore. It's not stopping the virus. We see that the virus is exploding in the north and the northeast, New England. Mm-hmm. If you look at the top 25 or 20 states, I was looking at this last night, where COVID is spreading, it's in the northeast part of our country and and the upper Midwest. Well, the reason for that is it swept the South and the heartland in the summer. Mm-hmm. And remember all the elite New Yorkers saying, look at those hicks down there in the South. They're just part of a death cult. Right. Huh? Right. They just don't believe in protecting themselves. Huh? Oh, the, the president called Ron DeSantis and uh, who, was who else was it? Maybe Abbott. Greg Abbott. Abbott. That's right. Called them Neanderthals. Because of their approach. Right. And so, uh, and I'm not saying all our friends uh, who live in, in that part of the country were, were looking down on their southern brethren going, you know, these people are ignorant bumpkins. Uh, we're talking about the, that was the I'm elitist. talking about the elite. I'm yeah. talking about the elitist New York, Washington, D.C. crowd who, uh, you know, Jinsaki went after Governor DeSantis. Right. Remember that? Well, Remember us talking, said, you know, a virus doesn't care. This virus, this COVID doesn't care what, what, what mask mandates you put on, mm-hmm. how long you tell people to stay inside their home and hide under their bed, and then they come out. The, the virus is going to do what the virus is going to do. You, you may be able to delay its full impact by locking down. Right. But the minute you come back out, yeah. <laughs> it's going to shoot up. It's going to shoot up, which is case in point is what's happening now in the northern part of the country that was happening in the southern part of the country in the summer and say september vermont had the highest percentage of population vaccinated this is about two or three weeks ago yes and their cases now are going crazy and and juxtapose florida which had the lowest right rate of cases but florida was getting hit hard with covid last summer yes well, it, it can't, and, and DeSantis didn't freak out right. and start locking down everything, shutting down everything, mask mandate, put your hazmat suit, yeah. suits on. Uh, oh, the world's ending. He just said, hey, we got to get through this. 
Yes. And we're not going to shut down businesses or tourism or anything like that. Well, they got through it. A lot of people got natural immunity as yes. a result. Right. You know, one, uh, of, one of the greatest distortions uh, when the history books are finally written on on what has been happening in our country over the last couple of years, <clears throat> they keep talking about cases. The number of cases are up. Please, let's start dealing with the number of recoveries. You never hear that figure. 99.9. Right. Nine, uh, eight, eight or nine. I mean, yes. People huh? recover, just like when people had the flu or you have the common cold. Yes, you can talk about the cases of common cold. Right. But ta- let's talk about the number of people who get over it in a couple of months. Nobody, this Biden administration, the CDC, they never talk about that. People get over this. They get over it. Don't you think Biden, too, in his administration would do better to take a, 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 a more positive view of this to say what you just said, Fred, and to emphasize that? Yes, uh, there, yes, pe- some people will die mm-hmm. of this because, uh, primarily because of pro, uh, comorbidities, mm-hmm. pre-existing conditions that they already are ha- suffering with. Yes. But the vast, 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 almost 100% of people recover yes. from this. So let's move on with life. Mm-hmm. Instead, the uh, Biden, it seemed to me like that would play better uh, in terms of uh, politics than to come, than to, uh, you know, when the new variant comes out every time saying, uh, shut down flights from all of, from half of Africa. And, and, uh, <clears throat> I don't, I don't know necessarily whether that was a good or bad idea. I'm just saying, uh, you know, a, a time to, uh, get ready for another bad wave of, of COVID. Yeah. yeah and then you uh, take, you take the precautions you need to take those who are most susceptible to the more serious symptoms, uh, we're going to take special care. You guys probably need to stay in your house while this is going through our community. Right. You know, have family members take food so you don't have to get out. Right. Those kind of things. Right. We're going to try to protect you. Right. And then if you do get it, here are the things you can take right. to mitigate the effects of it. Yeah. Right. Right. But, this but, but, but Jen Psaki's up there, the spokesperson for the president, mm-hmm. and Peter Ducey's asking her about this crime wave <laughs> that's that's hitting California, and it's getting worse and worse. By the way, another one happened last night. They uh, these uh, these people are are they've figured it out where they go in and they crash, the smash up, and grab, smash and grab. They did it last night. They robbed people at a hotel downtown L.A. They went in. They uh, it was a ritzy hotel. They, a lot of wealthy people. And they say, "Get it, give us all your jewelry." Oh, so that this wasn't just going. No, this into was last a store. night. This was either last night or the night before. This wasn't a store. This was they run into a hotel in downtown L.A. and they got all the. Like I said, you got people with a lot of jewelry on. They tell them, hold them at gunpoint, give me your jewelry, and then they leave. So yeah. it's a five ten minute deal, but people are scared for their life. That right. that kind of thing. I'm just saying uh, that kind of thing's happening a lot in California now that kind of crime, and Jen Psaki's up there blaming it on the pandemic. She said it's because this is happening because of the pandemic. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the, the reason that relates to what we were talking about earlier is the Democrats uh, want to keep playing this thing, mm-hmm. this de- this pandemic out. I think they would it's do better. the only thing they've got. <laughs> That's why they're not going to do what you said. That's why President Biden's not going to say what you said he sh- should is because 
this is the only thing they have. But it goes against what he campaigned on, which was, I will, I, Joe Biden, will shut down the virus. Mm-hmm. Remember that? And unify the country. And, you- <laughs> and he has split it wide open. <laughs> So, like a chestnut roasting a- <laughs> on an open fire. <laughs> Merry Christmas. So Jim Psaki's blaming choir, the crime wave in California on the root cause, she says, is the pandemic, Ed. Give me a blueberry donut. <laughs> The FCC is supposed to be a guardian of freedom of speech on radio, TV, satellite, wire, and cable, but that could change if President Biden's nominee for commissioner, Gigi Sohn, is confirmed. She's already shown her bias against conservative broadcasters, and her tie-breaking vote in the FCC could go against outlets like American Family Radio and American Family News. Contact your senator and urge them to oppose Gigi Sohn's nomination to the FCC. For more information, visit afa.net. Every American ought to visit George Washington's Mount Vernon estate south of Washington, D.C. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. We're going to be going to Mount Vernon on one of our spiritual heritage tours coming up in June and September. Wanted to let you know about these tours already because they will fill up quick. So... For all the information, go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com. We're going to be going to Yorktown, Jamestown, and Williamsburg as well on a separate trip. So, so much rich American history there to be experienced. Stephen McDowell of the Providence Foundation is a nationally noted historian, and he's going to be with us along the way. Spiritualheritagetours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Are you looking for a university that provides a quality Christian education with excellent academic and athletic programs? Well, I want to invite you to visit Liberty University, where they offer multiple visiting opportunities to fit your schedule. Plan a visit to their Central Virginia campus and stay for an afternoon, a day, or an entire weekend. You can also take a virtual tour from the comfort of your own home. Plan your visit today by texting "Go Visit" to the number 49596. Again, that's "Go Visit" to the number 49596. Santa Claus got a concealed carry permit the other day, showed up at the El Paso County Sheriff's Department in Colorado. It was a clever social media post promoting concealed handgun permits. But folks on Twitter thought otherwise, accusing the Sheriff's Department of being insensitive. The post came just days after a school shooting in Michigan. The sheriff backtracked and apologized, said they meant no disrespect. The anti-gun crowd came after Congressman Thomas Massey, too. They got triggered by his Christmas photo. The entire Massey family locked and loaded. The congressman told me he will never take down that photo. He refuses to capitulate to the cancel culture Christmas mob. You know, back to Santa for a second. If he plans on making a stop in Chicago or San Francisco on Christmas Eve, he really does need to be packing heat along with Donner and Blitzen. I'm Todd Starnes. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not extinguish. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow weak or discouraged before he has established justice on the earth. In his law, the islands will put their hope. Isaiah 42, 3 and 4. American Family Radio. 
When you die, are you going to heaven or not? You can know for sure. Heaven or not. .net. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim with Ed and Fred. Thank you for listening to this show. Send us an email at comments at AFR.net. Hey, um, comments at AFR.net is our email address. I'm trying to think of what I was going to. I was going to ask you, uh, so you don't think the Biden or the Democrats are going to, you think they're going to keep trying to milk the, uh, the, the COVID? I think they have to. I think they have to because they have, uh, painted themselves into a corner. That's a little bit of a cliche, but I think that's exactly what they've done because their statements were never qualified. They never said, we think this is the best approach. We might reverse course. So we may say that natural immunity is they, they have made absolute statements. They, that's the way they have painted themselves into the cor- into a corner w- out of which they can't emerge. They have said the vaccine is the only solution to this problem. And so how do you suddenly come out and say, well, you know, we were wrong. I, I right. mean, you'd, you'd have to you'd have to throw Anthony Fauci and the FDA and the WHO. You'd have to throw all of them under the bus. And I just don't think that they I don't think they can. I just don't think they're able well, to pivot. Well, especially after firing. So many people are getting fired. Healthcare workers. Yes. There were two healthcare workers interviewed on Fox and Friends this morning. Worked in New York hospitals. They got a phone call Monday morning. You're not you're not employed anymore. And so all people, this is because the Biden administration said this is what you need to do. Exactly. So you can't. You just they just can't. They cannot well, pivot to a to a more reasonable position because so they the, have said that any other approach than the one we're taking is wrong. Yeah. Dangerous. Uh, it, now, some of that is not necessarily Biden. It's, it's the own, it's the hospitals themselves. Now they're going off the queue of Fauci and Biden and the CDC and all that. But yes. I'm saying, I'm saying some of the, some of the businesses are instituting the, uh, the, the vaccine mandates, the COVID shot mandates independent of pressure from the federal government. But they're fo- I think they're following, <clears throat> they're following, they're following the, the narrative. Yeah, yeah, they're following the narrative. The narrative has been, this is... Listen, <clears throat> just I'll simplify this. If the President of the United States of America can force an individual American to inject, get an injection into their bloodstream, then there's no limit to the power of his office. Yes. If, I'm just cutting right to the chase about, okay... Uh, and that's in essence that's what the courts are ruling the courts are saying that the the, the uh, president of the United States does not have the constitutional authority to force people to take uh, rec- uh, injections into their bloodstream whatever it is mm-hmm. they just he just doesn't have that authority 
And and you said earlier in the last segment that the Biden administration has been calling this an emergency. This is an emergency yes. mandate, okay? And it's not really an emergency because of the time lapse, you know, the, the time frame that they're given from August, they declare it emergency. Now we're going to be into January. But to your point, if the, if the Biden administration can call it an emergency to justify this power grab, then he could do it for climate change. For climate change, the president, the president yes. can say, yes. because of the emergency of climate change, and we're the ones calling it an emergency, and that's all then you need to know. you can drive 100 miles uh, uh, that's right. this month, and that's all. And that's it. Right. And you shut your lights off at and 8 I'm, o'clock. I'm, 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 I'm and saying, I'm saying to OSHA, you, you penalize any. Uh, I'm telling power companies. I'm telling. Uh, we're putting a monitor on your, every automobile. Yes. Yep. Birmingham, Alabama, you enforce the mandate. Right. Uh, you shut off all power. Tell me what the difference is. Yeah. Right. Tell me what the difference is between. You, some of the people may say, well, that would never happen. <laughs> We didn't think any of this would either. This would ever happen. So, yeah. All right, next story, Fred. Well, uh, let, let's just return for a moment to smash and grab for a second. Right. Because I, I want our audience Sound to like hear. a sandwich, really, doesn't yes. it? Smash hey, and grab. Yeah. Visit and Burger grab. King today and get your smash and grab. grab today. <laughs> huh? I, I thought our audience and you guys would like to hear from some Towers of Enlightenment on their opinions about smash and grab? Who, the, who are they hearing from? Towers of Enlightenment. Oh, Towers of the Enlightenment. Okay. Yeah, we haven't heard from AOC for a while. She has an opinion on smash and grab. Okay. As does the uh, the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, she's good. Here you're going to hear from yeah. AOC and then Lori Lightfoot. Okay. Got four. A lot of uh, these allegations of organized retail theft are not actually panning out. I believe it's a Walgreens in California cited it, but what they, what the data didn't back it up. Some of the retailers downtown in Michigan Avenue, I will tell you, I'm disappointed that they're not doing more to take safety uh, and make it a priority. For example, we still have retailers that won't institute uh, plans like having security officers in their stores, making sure um, that they've got cameras that are actually operational that was that was mayor lightfoot the yes. last one so yeah aoc it's not happening you know even walgreens can't prove it's happening i guess she doesn't believe all the videos by all... the way walgreens came out and rebuked her walgreens yeah. did i wonder why i wonder why and then Lori lightfoot says you know it's smash and grab you know who's at fault here it's the, the retailers yeah you need to have more security guards you need to have cameras that work the cameras are working in L.A. We're catching all these people on camera. All right. Let's talk about, for just a minute, the overarching problem or the overarching reason why crime is increasing, violent crime in particular, robbery, theft, assaults, especially in uh, the blue blue states, and in particular in the big blue cities across America, Chicago, San Francisco. Well, it's happening all over. Mm -hmm. in, in, out, all over in, in, in the larger cities. By large, I'm talking a million people are over. Okay? Now, obviously, it goes on towns smaller than that. You guys tell me if, if I'm wrong on here, and I'm not an expert on this, but I've studied enough to realize what's going on, I think. <clears throat> Progressivism uh, is a um, ideology 
that's identified closely with like critical race theory and what's also called the social justice movement. They've been saying <clears throat> that that uh, they're that uh, young black males in particular <clears throat> are imprisoned uh, at a higher percentage than other races, in particular whites. You know, tracking with me so right. far, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm open to being told no, that's not correct too. But this is what I figured out. Some people are going to say, "Duh." <laughs> okay, you. Uh, so you. That's why people like Kamala Harris say things like, "Well, I've been working for a more equitable justice system," right? Right. So they these people think that you break down jail time or prison time by uh, by percentages of Americans by the color of their skin. That's correct. This is how these people believe. In other words, if 60% of Americans are white, we need to have 60% of people in jail be white. Yes. Right. <laughs> and that's and, and if, you know, 13% of the population, which is accurate, is uh, African American, then there should only be 13% of the prison population be African-American. Right. That's exactly that, what they that, that That's the lens these people view mm-hmm. crime and justice through. Mm-hmm. And so, and then you couple that with the George Soros money being thrown in for these uh, DA races all over the DAs. Is that yeah, what they're called? District, district attorneys or, or prosecutors. Or the prosecutors, uh, which basically do nothing. So what do these people do to rectify the injustices that are going on? I put that in quotations. They institute no bail, uh, for example, for crimes. Or, 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 or a judge will see whether you have the ability to pay your bail or not, and then, he'll, then he or she will decide whether you get to let be let go right. out into society after you've committed a crime or not. Those are progressive ideas. So again, progressive in quotation. Social justice ideas. They're a disaster for the for, for real life uh Americans out there. So you want to know why crime is spiraling out of control now, especially in the last couple of years? It's because the bad people are not getting put in jail or prison. And oftentimes they're repeat criminals over and over and over again. And why many of them, in my view, are not going to prison or jail is because they, these prosecutors say there's too many young black males in jail already. We're not putting any more in jail. So if they're committing violent crimes anyway, uh, we're not putting them in jail. Just let them back out again. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, it is true that young black males, I'm, I'm mentioning something factual here, okay? I'm not, that this is not, are committing a violent crime at a much higher rate than any other demographic, right, across yeah. America. And that's sad and tragic, but that's just the facts as they are. And I was reading, so uh, so the social justice warriors say, well, that's that's uh, discriminatory, that's unfair, that's uh, prejudiced. And so how do we rectify that? We just don't put them in jail anymore. We don't put them in prison. We don't hold we don't hold young black males accountable anymore for their criminal behavior, because uh, uh, it's it, that's an injustice to the African American community at whole. Does that make sense? 
Yep. Yeah, I think that's the argument that they're that they're making, and they're and what they're saying is that the reason there are more, especially young black males, in the justice system, is because racist cops are only arresting young black males, and I guess they're letting whites and Hispanics and Asians go. But they're not arresting them for their. That's what they say. Behavior. That's what yeah. they would come back with. Yes, that's okay. that's the reason why they're they're only arresting young black males and letting everybody else go. I, that's well, you know what I would say to that on its face. Then, then, then uh, who's, if that's true, I don't believe it's true. No. But if you believe, but if you, if that's true, then put put the, put the whites and the Hispanics and the Asian young males in jail too. Right, if they're committing crime. If they're committing crime, put them in because you got to keep them off the street because they're going back out there and doing it again and again and again and again. Right. And people are getting killed. In uh, in Wisconsin, the fellow that ran mowed down all those people, Daryl Brooks. Daryl Brooks, uh, he had a rap sheet uh, like a foot long. He should not have been out. Right. On uh, out on the street, and now all these people are dead uh, yes. because of some judge or some prosecutor. I've often said, you know, if these, if that had been the judge who let him out, if that had been the judge's uh, mother who was mowed down, or the judge's twelve-year-old grandson who was murdered by this guy, he might feel differently. Yeah. Than, let, than just letting these people go back out on the street. Now, I don't know enough about the legal system to know is it the judge's fault or is it the prosecutor's fault when these people don't go to jail after after they commit crime after crime after crime after crime. And uh, anyway, uh, th- that's what progressivism leads to. And until the voters in California or New York or Chicago or Portland, until the voters say, you know what, this isn't working. This is terrible. Crime's out of control. Tourism. People don't want to come here for conventions anymore. San Francisco is a is a, a, a cesspool. We got to turn this thing around. This these progressive ideas aren't working anymore. Until the voters in those communities in those states uh, start to vote differently, right? They're going to get the same old stuff again. And I think California seems to me like they they reelected Newsom. Yes. Well, Newsom's for all this stuff I've been talking about, mm-hmm. governor there. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they care. Uh, now, some of them do. Yeah. Some, 30% voted for Larry just, Elder. Just not enough. Just not, not enough. enough to- they, 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 Californians, by majority, agree with progressive ideas. They, re, they uh, in the recall of Gavin Newsom, he got a higher percentage in the recall than he did when he was first elected. Yes, Yes, so California. Points, so a majority still. of Californians agree with what's agree with with uh, handling the social justice system or the justice system in a progressive manner, as I described it ten minutes ago. I don't know if if they don't think they're going to get the results that they're get, that, that that there's a, some other reason why violent crime is on the rise other than letting people go without yeah. punishment. Uh, but, you know, that's their choice. Yeah. That's their choice. My wife was talking to a lady yesterday who moved, and I, and I talked to a couple recently who moved to Mississippi from California in the last year. And 
most California Californians uh, who are conservative or who are tired of the whacked out liberal politics and the consequences of it in California have been the last decade have been moving to Colorado and Arizona and Idaho. Uh, but now, and, and now they're moving. Uh, most of them are now moving into even Texas, right? Companies are leaving. They're getting out of there. Quality of life has declined in California. It used to be the place to go. A lot of Californians are even moving to uh, Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. And so, but anyway, she was, and I was talking to a couple the other day, same thing. They said they were from the San Francisco area, not necessarily San Francisco proper, but they were saying it's, it's, it's getting bad. Homelessness, people everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, needles, drug, you know, yeah. use drug needles. Crime, out yeah. of, crimes get out of control. They said we had to leave. We, we, we had to get out of there. Uh, so, um, anyway, that's, that's happening in, in California. And so Arizona is another state yeah. that a lot of Californians have moved to who, who are sane people trying, right. who ha- and have had the means and the ability. Yeah. Not everybody has the money to just up, right. up and move. But uh, anyway, go ahead, Fred. Does, does my uh, description there of why this no. is going on make oh. sense? Yeah, I, I would just simply – I would also add to – I agree with all that you said as an explanation. I would also add in terms of a lot of the smash and grab – uh, crime that's happening and the looting that's happened since the summer of 2020 is that the left and the media has excused all that as being a response to racist cops. Yes. So that that's why it was mostly it, mostly peaceful protests. Nobody seemed to say much about a lot of the looting that was going on. There was one author who wrote a book in defense of looting. And she said it's part of the redistribution of wealth. And I think that mentality in uh, in a lot of places, inner cities, has crept in. We have a right to this because it's a systemically racist country, and we've been denied what's ours, so we're going to take yeah. it. And let me just say this, talk about the elephant in the room for just a moment. I mentioned it a few minutes ago. Uh, the, the reason uh, young, uh, young black males – by young, I'm talking 15 to 30, probably represent, what, 2% of the population maybe? 13% African-American population total, so I'm thinking 6% is male. Of that subset, you're going to talk about 15 to 30-year-olds, probably going to be about 2%. I'm just guessing. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> the reason that you've got such an, uh, so many of them, such a higher percentage of them, involved in this gang activity for example, and crime, and because uh, is because they don't have any dads in their home. Yeah, this is very simple. It's it's and everybody knows this. Everybody knows this. You have seventy five percent of babies born out of wedlock in the African American community. Well, you're talking about seventy five percent of those children don't have a mom and a dad in the house. Now, can you love? And be involved in a child's life, even though you're not married to their mother. Yes, you can do that. There are a lot of there are a lot right. of that. But but the way it's supposed to work is, and the, and before social welfare programs came into the '60s and basically destroyed the African American uh, nuclear family, this is how it worked. You didn't have crime among young males in the African American community prior to 
the breakdown of the family. Yeah. So, you understand? This is right. this is very. But if you talk about that, like I just talked about it, which is factual. There's nothing racist about what right. I just said. It's just a it's it's fact. If you if you had this happen to the whites, the same thing would happen. Right. If you had seventy five percent of all white children born out of wedlock, they too would be involved in right gangs and, and, and drugs and crime at, the, at a higher rate. So it, well, it, it doesn't have anything to do with ethnicity. It has to do with the breakdown of the family, and the, uh, uh, which brings the, the, they aren't taught right from wrong. Nobody's watching out what they're doing. And so that's what's going on. But if you mention what I just said, the left will say, that's racist. And then they will say, well, you're not, uh, no, we can't blame the people for their actions. We've got to say something else is wrong, like a pandemic, yeah. or, or I don't know, uh, an in, an 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 injustice uh, at the criminal justice system, or something. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I, and here's another reason why I think it's clearly not a racist thing to say, is because using the, the kind of the guesswork that you did in terms of 13 percent of the population. Half of that is male. The per, the percentage that's, you know, fifteen to thirty. Not all of them are criminals either. So if it's two percent of the black population or two percent of the right, population right, right. are in that age group, most of them aren't criminals no, either. No, I know and that. And most black people aren't criminals. They're they are just as upset, I'm sure, with the crime it's, in their community. They're the ones saying we. We don't want to defund the cops. We want to make sure that our young men, you know, get jobs. So this isn't saying that no, the crime is on, happening because it's because lot, they're black people, because the majority of black people don't don't like it either. No, a lot of the crime, a lot of the violent crime in these inner cities are black on it's black on black crime. Right. It's not a racial dynamic here. Yeah. Uh, I, I, but I'm just I'm, I'm just telling you that the reason there's such a there's a higher percentage uh like half of all violent crimes uh, in the country, violent like attacks of people, right. are committed by two percent of the population. Well, there's a reason. There has to be a reason, an explanation. Well, for I'm that. saying it's probably even a smaller percentage that's committing the crime, and they well, are yeah, re- yeah. repeat offenders. Yeah, but but uh, but you, you, you know when you talk, that's 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 solvable, right? But you just you say. We got to put a new emphasis on, and this is for all Americans, on marriage and family and and raising responsible children. It's the way God made. Don't humanity. have don't have eight kids, and you don't know what they're doing and where they are. Right? Huh? Out of wedlock. I mean that that's a recipe for poverty. That's a recipe yes. for disaster. And it doesn't matter what race or ethnicity you are. Right. That's going to happen if if that's the situation. All right. Next story, Fred. Well, I don't. I know you guys are sports fans. Uh, there's a new sensation in the collegiate women women's swimming. Fred, <laughs> I'm trying to lower the blood pressure for the last three minutes of the program. You're about to raise it again. Uh, people aren't going to believe this story. Uh, maybe they are. Tell people what happened. We're not making this up. The person's name is Leah Thomas. Competition recently finished 15 seconds ahead of the second. Now, if you watch the Olympics swimming, it's usually a fraction of a second between the first and second person. So to have 15 seconds lapse between this, this is unheard of. Well, 
the reason for it is Leah Thomas, I think was Will Thomas. Will. Uh, just a few months ago. Leah Thomas. Will Thomas now says he's Leah Thomas. Allowed to compete in female swimming meets. <clears throat> this this is the latest in this. I want to play you. Clay Travis uh, is outkicked uh, founder Clay Travis. He had this to say about this this morning on Fox and Friends. Cut three. It threatens to destroy all of women's sports, all right? Men, this is not sexism, this is biology, are bigger, stronger, and faster than women. That is why we separate men's and women's athletics. Right. So if you are going to allow highly trained and highly skilled men to decide to compete against women, the women are not going to win, right. and this is a monster issue that threatens to become major for many other sports as well. You know, what's amazing is we're even having this discussion that all of a sudden anybody who can, you know, a guy can say, I feel like a woman today, therefore you have to let me compete in women's sports. The, yeah, women, because- the women ought to boycott. The women ought to boycott. The women are going to have to stand up. The women and the young ladies are going to have to stand up for their sport. Mm-hmm. Right. If they don't. And their moms and dads. They don't. Yeah. These dudes these dudes who say they feel like a girl, identify with a girl, are going to be able to compete in, in males. Women's sports is like Clay Harris. It's going to destroy the sport in the game. So, yes. Well, this Will, this Will Thomas uh, swam for three years yes. at the University of Pennsylvania. Senior year, he, quote, unquote, becomes a woman. Smashes two collegiate women's records. Defeated the second place girl by 38 seconds. Yeah. All the girls in there, they should they should have said no. We're not we're not swimming. We're exactly not swimming. right. Right. Yeah. No, we're not. We're not. He can go out there and swim by himself and right. win, win the record or whatever. But we're not. We're not right. going to legitimize this uh, insanity. And yeah. feminists need to back these girls up when yes. they do it. Yes. Yes. We'll be back in five minutes. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.